Welcome back, loves. Thank you for tuning in or streaming or downloading Blooming Out on WFHB 91.3 FM in Bloomington, Indiana. I'm Eleni Davis. And I'm Cal Demery. Justin uh, is um, he away. Can't... He's in England uh, attending, well, now the passing of the Queen. Um, so we expect his coronation at any moment. <laughs> he might not return. And um, so uh, King Justin... I just want to say... Um, long may you reign. Long may you reign. <laughs> and we're sorry for your loss. Yes. Um, I have to say, I was watching the news this morning, and me, Jess, and Melanie have a group chat. Um, and so we were talking about the news and stuff, but I had the BBC open because oh. um, I saw the news this morning, so I was like, I was expecting it, you know? And then it happened, and I hear my coworker from across the building go, Oh, my goodness! He said a different word. <laughs> and then announced the entire building that the queen had passed. Oh. And then you hear everyone going, no! Uh, <laughs> we're professionals. All right. But, it, you know, how how amazing a life, like, people from all over the world mm-hmm. uh, are mourning you. Even though you're from probably the most virulent uh, colonial power on the planet um at one time uh but like still the colonies are crying for you so yeah i mean i think that says something to the the media personality the public personality that she had um obviously that was probably curated for us but it it speaks to the life that she had the influence that she had and we can be nuanced with that take Mm -hmm. you know we can acknowledge that hey you know, it stuff happened. It was England, exactly. But we can also acknowledge that, hey, this person reigned for over 70 years. Look how much she lived through. Look at how much she influenced. That's insane. Right. right. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, as, as wild as British politics and everything can get, she was, uh, she was the stalwart. She was the, the, the wall. She was the... Um, masonry that held the things together and so and uh, kudos to her for that and also it's mind-blowing that in my lifetime and i'm 21 unless something drastic happens she will be the only queen of england right in my lifetime that's i said unless something drastic happens or i live to be Charles you know, isn't a spring chicken yes but then it goes william and then it goes george i know oh yeah because uh Camilla can't. Uh-huh. That's right. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's okay, because Diana should should have been there anyway. <laughs> there um, are so many inappropriate memes on Twitter. <laughs> so if you care about the royal family, don't go on Twitter right now. They're, they're ruthless. <laughs> well, we are the colonies that yeah. broke off. We can be ruthless, hopefully. Uh, uh, you know, there's still some laughing respect but yeah that that was sad and katrina said that when they it passed it went around the school Mm -hmm. and she you know everybody was like no (laughs) there too so um even among the kids it was this like worldwide community outcry right like it was insane to witness it on social media a collective gasp across the planet speaking of community (laughs) <laughs> great segue wow <laughs> wow 
wow, that was a mall cop segue right there. Wow. Good job. <laughs> See, I'm out of breath now. I can't even read it. <clears throat> we are having our fun drive. If you haven't, I said fun drive. Our fun drive. Uh, if you haven't heard. And y'all did so well last year. Um, we encourage you to, or last last time it was in spring it wasn't last year but uh in the springtime uh we met our goal and that was fantastic we are here again uh to ask you uh you know to to open up your your hearts and your wallets and uh and give to to you know what it's your radio station it's your investment so call into chama He's running the uh, uh, phone right now here at WFHB at 812-323-1200. That's 812-323-1200. Or you can go to WFHB.org to support the show. And all of the award-winning shows that are on WFHB, I mean, there are so many here. Mm -hmm. Um. We have a wide variety of programming from traditional music uh, to, um, you know, through all the genres, local to international. We also have the widest selection of community-oriented public affairs shows in the state, as far as I know. <laughs> our local news goes deep into events that are affecting you. So if you appreciate the programming you get at WFHB, our community conscious volunteer network, or our, dedicated, our dedication to the people of our listening area, because we're not just here. We have repeaters all over the place. Mm-hmm. We are South Central Indiana's public radio station. Um, I'm claiming that too. I'm claiming that title. <laughs> uh, nobody else gets that. Uh, then consider investing in your community by investing in WFHB. You have more than one way to contribute to your community and its people. Uh, and this is one of them. So go, go to WFHB.org or call into Chama. Working the phones at, what is the number again? 812-323-1200. You said it so much better than me. <laughs> All right, let me, let me give that a shot again. 812-323-1200. Or you can go on WFHB's website. And smash that donate button. And tell them Blooming Out sent you. Exactly. Thank you. And uh, so we have a, we have a, a show goal. Mm-hmm. Each show has a goal. And um, we're kind of in that, like, evening hour thing. So they gave us a goal of $100. So um, if you would like, call in, donate 100 You know, we have different ways of donating, too. So there's one lump sum. So mm-hmm. you have a bunch in the bank, and you're just like, what do I do with all this? You could go, I'm going to give one lump sum. Yeah. And that's great. We love you. We accept you. But also, we know that not everybody has just one lump sum sitting in the bank. However, maybe you, you can give $20 a month. And if you give $20 a month, we have a gift for you. Uh, there's a brand new hoodie that has been designed um, uh, it's by so Time and Tide Tattoo here in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. And it's really pretty. It's really cool. I can't describe it to you because we're on the radio and <laughs> apparently I can't even say phone numbers. <laughs> but um, but it's printed by In Case of Emergency Press 
And uh, if you donate $20 a month or $240 in one lump sum, uh, you can get the you can get the hoodie as your gift. I definitely want the hoodie. I know I want the hoodie too. <laughs> um, so if anybody wants to buy us a hoodie, yeah, you know, <laughs> say you have a lot of that or whatever, a lot of dough, yeah, just sitting around, just you know, buy the. Uh, I mean, you don't have to buy Justin one because you know, he's the king now. But um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, no, get yourself one of these hoodies. They they look fantabulous. I've got the WFHB t-shirts, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, jealous now. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should have waited. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, we're going to come back, and we'll give you the phone numbers again and the website, um, and you can you can donate. So happy fun to drive. Not fun drive, although fun drive sounds good, too. If you're driving now, I hope you're having fun. <laughs> um. But we also have other serious stuff to get to. Yeah, so a lot of things have happened. I was not here last week, so quite a bit has happened since I've been here. A lot has happened. I can't even remember. Well, okay, so, like, yeah, a lot has happened. (laughs) Um, How was your your two weeks? How was your week, your two weeks? Um, Chaotic, tiring. Yeah. Busy. (laughs) Getting in that groove of the school year starting for me. Mm -hmm. And... Completely uprooting and changing my schedule. Didn't adjust so well to that, but it's fine. I'm good now. (laughs) No bitterness Um, detected. No, not at all. (laughs) I like my schedule now. It's just that change from summer to schooling. Not not the smoothest of times. Oh, just wait till you never get a summer. (laughs) It's all just basically like school. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, again, we can't live the Justin lifestyle of, I miss him. I know. So do I. <sighs> Justin, come back. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Um, sorry. That's a song. Some of you will recognize it. <laughs> but you had, uh, you had a, uh, I'm not going to talk about my weekend in depth because I've talked about it so much. I was in the hospital for the weekend. Uh, not as much fun. I was adjusting to that. Um, but I'm here now. But you had, so there's some stuff going on, the social medias. And you've yes. been very excited and <laughs> want to talk about it. So. so I was not here last week because of some medical issues. But I spent my entire time not here on social media getting the tea. <laughs> Engage Twitter's going crazy. So I feel like it's applicable to this show. Absolutely. <laughs> you haven't heard of this movie it's called don't worry darling it's uh it features harry styles as Mm -hmm. the main male lead and florence Pugh um as the female lead and it's directed by olivia wilde and honestly the drama about this movie is so much more interesting than the movie itself (laughs) and i'm so sorry to all of those who probably know this drama and are just rolling their eyes at me Uh oh However, <laughs> it's wild. So Olivia Wilde is a director. She kind of has this strange reputation of people really like her or they don't really like or like they don't like her at all. Um, and not because of her artistry or anything, just like her reputation. Yeah. So you have this movie. She's directing it. And originally Shia LaBeouf 
was going to be the main lead. Florence Pugh, not comfortable with this because of certain allegations against Shia LaBeouf. So we now know that Shia LaBeouf left the project on his own accord. But people were saying that he got fired by Olivia um, because it made Florence Pugh uncomfortable. Mm. Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh don't like each other. So Olivia Wilde was like, yeah, you know, Florence Pugh made me fire him. But then a video came out of Olivia Wilde, like, video calling Shia LaBeouf, begging him to come back after he had quit. Like, she finally says, like, hey, I know you quit, but, like, please come back. I really would like you in this film. We can deal with Miss Flo. Like, really disrespectful. So you already have this rocky start. And then... For some reason, Harry Styles gets put into this role. How you get from Shia LaBeouf to Harry Styles, I don't know. But he gets put in the role. Now, Olivia Wilde was was married. Mm -hmm. And Florence Pugh and her ex were very close to Olivia's husband. Mm. Okay? It was all like a super close-knit group. Olivia started sleeping with Harry Styles on set. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, they started dating on set and being super unprofessional. And of course, Florence Pugh over here is like, oh my goodness, this is my friend's wife cheating on him right now. Mm-hmm. So she's not happy. <laughs> so you can imagine the drama what's going on in this set. And apparently from all the cast, like all the crew on this movie, uh-huh. Olivia Wilde was not doing her job because she was spending all of her time flirting and being unprofessional and stuff with Harry Styles. So Florence Pugh had to step in and do directorial duties. Shut. Like, what? (laughs) It gets more. So other people in this movie include Nick Kroll and Chris Pine. Uh Uh-huh. And both of them were like, no, yeah, Florence Pugh had to step up. It was really unprofessional. So there's been, like, this bad blood between Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde. And that we've seen that on social media with how they're posting because celebs have to like promote their stuff. Right. But Florence Pugh wasn't promoting this movie and everyone's like, why? You're the lead. So that's what started all this digging. So the Florence, uh, the Venice film festival is going on right now. And that's where this is premiering. Right. And there's a lot <laughs> of stuff that's gone down there. So Florence Pugh and everyone else like aren't talking to Olivia. At all. Like, they're just avoiding her. <laughs> wow. And Florence Hugh, like, didn't attend a bunch of events and stuff. Just, like, she showed up for the red carpet, but she uh-huh. didn't do any of the press conferences. She left early during the filming. Well, she sounds like she f- directed half of it. I mean, come on. Yeah. And apparently yeah. now ha- Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde have broken up. And he's actively avoiding her. And, like, everyone else is helping him avoid her. And, like, it's super obvious oh. in the footage. <laughs> and, it, it, and Harry Styles is not very eloquent. And so there's a bunch <laughs> of interviews with him for this movie. Well, he's like, this movie feels like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just not, not eloquent at all. And you see... And, he was in that particular interview. He was sitting next to Chris Pine. Chris Pine grew up in Hollywood, has a degree in English, v- a very smart person. And you see him dying on the inside. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. And so apparently Harry Styles and Chris Pine also don't really like each other. And there's a very controversial 
uh, piece of footage from the premiere where all the cast is going to sit down in in the theater so uh-huh. they can watch it. And it's Olivia Wilde, Chris Pine, and then Harry Styles is coming to sit down. And mm-hmm. as Harry sits down, it looks like he spits on Chris Pine. And and Chris makes That's a face like he reacks is. to it. Oh, I heard about that part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't. And see so that. everyone's like, "What?" And then on the red carpet, for some reason, Harry Styles also kisses Nick Kroll. Right, I saw that. Yeah. Don't know why that happened either. That was a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, maybe like you know, rebound. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's just just this really weird drama that's going on and twitter is particularly gay twitter is just eating it up right has, now has <laughs> anybody watched the movie other than like is it so premieres or so it's only in festivals right now okay and apparently it's there's been mixed reviews uh-huh. but a, a lot of critics are not really liking it but they're loving florence Pugh's performance and saying that harry did not do very good well he was too tired <laughs> Also, Harry Styles is not an actor. We saw him Dunkirk. Right. Come well, on. <laughs> how yeah. did he get this role? Well, we know how he got this role, actually. <laughs> anyway, they're, they're, so they're praising Florence Pugh's performance uh-huh. and the directorial work, which doesn't match Olivia's style. So it's like, mm, okay, who actually directed it then? <laughs> and for, But everyone's like, Florence Pugh did so good, but the movie's really like bad otherwise. Well, I mean, maybe good can come of the movie, right? Like, maybe. This is super interesting. It's got oh me really gosh. involved. <laughs> so, like, we don't need gossip mags anymore. We've no. Real-time <laughs> gossip stuff going on. Um, I So, I've missed, like, all of that. <laughs> and now I'm really sad that, like, I wasn't paying attention. Um, you gotta, you gotta, like, when we have the little group chat thing, you have to like, <laughs> like say, oh my God, you have to check this out. Cause okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was so much more interesting than uh, laying in a hospital bed. Well, adding to this, Harry Styles is like trying to become a full-time actor and he's in this movie that's going to come out about a closeted policeman. Mm. And there's some drama about that. Cause we don't know. I mean, Harry's never talked about his alphabet for lack of a better word. Right. So people are like, should he play this closeted person if he hasn't, mm-hmm. you know, explained? Let, I'm going to use that word, explained, whatever his alphabet, his identity is. Um, but then he also has this hilarious line from another interview. Like I said, not the most eloquent person. And he's like, I feel like a lot of movies about gay men are just like about gay men having sex it's like really (laughs) i mean um have you watched movies of straight people in exactly like that's that's kind of like a feature of and you movies well you can like in the context of what he was trying to say i get what he was trying to say yeah i think he, he was trying to explain that he feels that this movie he's doing touches a lot more about maybe the emotions mm-hmm. and the humanity of these people and not the physical side of a relationship. Right. But how it came out was really bad and it's being memed everywhere. I, since what? I've been banned on TikTok and <laughs> um, 
we were talking about this before. Um, yeah. Melanie's daughter have ban- has banned her off of TikTok. Right. I have banned my father off of TikTok. <laughs> I don't think it's fair. But as a, uh, I guess, geriatric now, Gen X. <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, it hurts. It hurts. So I, I don't get, like, the real-time stuff. I have to wait till it, like, trickles down to uh, Facebook or... <laughs> One of the news aggregates that I just get on Instagram. It's just that's all the reels on Instagram. I just republish TikToks. I seriously cannot stand Instagram. Like I, I'm on. I there, can't stand the changes either. And the the uh, center has a presence, but like I don't. So I came from you know the world of Tumblr and uh, I love Tumblr. MySpace. <laughs> what I love Tumblr. It's it's so much more interactive Mm -hmm. and you get you get so many more choices to you know what to post so it it would be something that i'm like looking at instagram going so you can't even put links in you have to put like really why why is this popular it's dull so uh y'all can have your instagram but i'm also missing out apparently so anywho uh, Anywho, that's that, my that's the drama tea for today. <laughs> this has been uh, the Gen Z report. <laughs> this has been tea time. <laughs> Are we calling it that? Okay. <laughs> tea time. It's tea time. Four. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, like in the entertainment section, I had watched, I finally got to watch Sandman. Was it good? So I am... Uh, Neil Gaiman fam. Yes. And, and I, you know, it's Gaiman, not Gaiman. But um, it, uh, since way back, mm-hmm. I never read comic books when I was young or anything like that. So, like, all the superhero stuff was new to me. But in high school, somebody had a, a copy of The Crow. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of got into the graphic novel. Yeah, side of things, and Sandman had been a comic, but went into mm-hmm. graphic novel, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Oh my god, my my little black goth heart was just <laughs> like happy," and it was so beautiful. Um, the story, everything at the time, and here we are, thirty some years later, and it's being turned into a show finally. Um, and Katrina wanted to watch it because she really got into, uh, she didn't get into American Gods so much, but she got into uh, Good, Omens. Uh, Good Omens, which I think is the best book that's ever been written. Um, Go read and watch Good Good Omens yeah. if you haven't. Um, Hi. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's They're made lovely. in my book. <laughs> and in everybody's, like in their own. Um, but you had to code things back then, right? Mm-hmm. And that was, we all understood. We all yeah. Because that was done in like 94 or something. So, so if you don't have never experienced the awesomeness of Good Omens, it's about... The end of the world. About the end of the world, and it's an angel and a demon. That's all I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crowley and Azaraphale. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and their escapades. Um it's really cute. I love the book cute. because it goes a little bit more into explanation. You kind of have to have a background with the TV show in apocalyptic lore. But um, the uh, the treatment of it is fantastic. Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, I used to think, well, it must, the humor must be Terry Pratchett's because Neil Gaiman was so, like, you know, broody dark and everything. But then as I got to know Neil Gaiman more as an, art, as an author, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, most of the humor is Gaiman's. Mm-hmm. Yay! If another plug for Tumblr, <laughs> um, Neil Gaiman <laughs> loves Tumblr, is on there all the time, yeah. and posts the most out-of-pocket stuff <laughs> on there. Right. Because no one stops him. <laughs> he, he's a juggernaut now. He's, he's like, finally come into his own, which is great. Um, and he's a goofball. Uh, you had, uh, let's go into the regular news before we go to another, um, uh, please call in and give us my, what was that number again? Um, 812-323-1200 right, or WFHB.org. And smash the donate button, but not when you call in because there's no button to smash. I mean, you can smash the buttons on your phone, but that just makes a lot of noise and you don't want to do that. And just tell us, t- tell them that Blooming Out sent you. <laughs> um, All right, on to the news. <laughs> so there's this Kiwi Farms thing that uh, okay. came so, out. This was right before the weekend, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So uh, Kiwi Farms is this horrible website think if you know what 4chan is it's 10 times worse Mm. um and the people who are on that site have been sending hate to a ton mostly queer and femme presenting people Mm. um but anyway coming out of that internet a lot of internet providers are now banning the site good like they're actually being proactive so they're so they're they got um we'll say canceled i guess is that the terminology uh, they were dropped from their original provider. Yes. Uh, last well, week. Yep. And um, because of the hate. And there was some, you And know, it's, it's vitriol. Like, I think the worst thing you can think of, it's worse. Like, it's bad. Like, like bathroom talk for 14-year-old boys. Worse. That's horrible. Yes. We're talking like stuff you wouldn't be able to find on the surface web um, usually so yeah that's yeah that and, and you know it's just a bunch of dudes in their mom's basement it's a bunch of incels doesn't mean but some of those incels get out exactly you know some of them have to go to the store to shop and um and the, that's a whole other danger that i i'm not prepared to uh report on and delve too far into because those those threats are grave and um and we really have to be on the lookout for stuff like this the i'm glad the isps are on the lookout i'm glad that the campaign to get them uh dropped from their original host uh was but i mean they just popped right back up somewhere else and about this story that I found interesting um, is, so, the United States government does not know how to deal with these type of pages of, like, digital online groups. They really don't know how to attack, like, fight against these people in, in an effective way. Right. But it's because they don't understand them. So when academics try and go into these organizations, you know, anthropologists and folklorists go in, infiltrate these areas to study them, 
um, no one listens to them and mm. no one gives them funding to do it. So go also help fund those people so we right. can fight against these after you horrible people. Um, after you help fund us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, the, this is one of those things. That, so, you know, of course, the United States can't. Uh, we, we, we don't um, typically shut down hate speech even because we don't have that in this country. We don't have a hate speech clause. You can't call for violence against people, which some of these things might do. But, you know, they're, they're based out of, I think it was New Zealand was where they were based out of originally. That's where the server was. The server was. Um, and where the server is is kind of like where the entity sits. So the, the government has some control over that. But if the if like 8chan, I think, was in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and so the governments where those uh, servers are have to step in mm-hmm. uh, unless the server, or the, the company that it's hosted at itself uh, steps in. So, you know, if you end up going to some other place, um, you, you can live forever no matter how horrible you are and what you call for. Uh, and it's the internet scares me. Like I come from a background not having a lot of access to to technology, and the fact that there's just this alternate reality that exists that is uncontrolled, I, uh, not uncontrolled, but maybe less regulated, it's just insane to me. Uh, I didn't get on the internet until my college got the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Millican University got it like my junior year and uh that's kind of sad <laughs> but uh it was enlightening but you have like anywhere you have to understand the the cultures you have to understand uh, where you're stepping um and i think that yeah some of the older generations who are controlling governments and and oversight really don't understand these things over half of Congress doesn't know how to use a, t- a cell phone. Like, and I'm not lying when I say that. They just don't. <laughs> um, there is so many videos on YouTube of people just in their 50s trying to send an email and, like, taking an hour to send one single email. Uh, that's like, Gen X. I can't accept that. That's <laughs> did Step up, people. Come on. And, like, I send, what, 30, 40 emails a day? Like... Come on. And that, I know that's me flipping being like, if someone asked me to use some technology that I wasn't familiar with, no, I wouldn't do it well either. Well, but, but there's, there's you've had a, time to learn. <laughs> understanding the world that you're, you're regulating, understanding yeah. the world that you're in is absolutely important. And it, you said alternate reality, and I'm thinking, you know, really this is a reality. This is a, a, not necessarily alternate, but augmented that's yes augmented reality so we have all these other inputs we have all these other connections we have that we wouldn't have as you know normal naked apes um we have we i was texting my friend tony Mm -hmm. you know in uh indonesia right like nine miles from where the krakatoa explosion was by the way uh which just fascinates me and everybody else is like what um (laughs) and you know, and it's in real time. Yeah. And we're talking about, you know, Tony was visiting Switzerland and Tony's cat. And because <laughs> uh, uh, 
Billy lives with us now because uh, Tony had to move back from Bloomington to Indonesia. So we have all these things, right? And, um, you know, it, it, we live in this different world and we have to be informed about it. We have to be able to attack it. Right? Well, it's also more than just internet stuff. Like, there are so many things that are commonplace to like you and I mm-hmm. that aren't commonplace to, you know, the people living up in Congress. And like, even that ties down to like healthcare and stuff. Like it's pretty, like, I don't know. I can't speak for anyone else, but like, it's pretty obvious to me when someone like you explain transgender healthcare to me, that makes sense. It make like having gender dysphoria makes sense. Not being the gender you're assigned. That makes sense when you explain it in easy to understand scientific wording. It's not that hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It might be a little hard to reorganize your version of the world. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that, that, but it made sense. Yeah. But yet you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene <laughs> um, sharing very obviously false photos of children under 18 um oh gosh that yeah okay no uh with their trans health care she wants to before and after she wants to ban transgender uh health care nationwide and so one of the things she's doing is promoting the uh false narrative that trans kids are getting or kids because they're not trans they're being taught to radical gender theory or some garbage like that and um uh you know they got off the internet <laughs> and speaking of not understanding did um, you know transgender people existed in the 1800s <gasps> so it's not the internet and also you know pre-christ and all that stuff so yeah yeah we've been here forever <laughs> as long as there have been people anyway what she did was she posted these two photos of two people who are obviously children don't it's unconfirmed if this is the same person or not pre and post transition. There is literally no proof for this being the same person. There is no connection, confirmation that this is the same person. Don't even know who this child is. And really, and she, okay, I didn't see the faces. Yeah. But I, are they children? Are they? That's a great question. I mean, they could be, you know, 18 or so. And the thing is, one of, you know, there's like supposedly a, a before picture mm-hmm. with somebody with long hair and an after picture, somebody with short hair. It's and a different color. It's a different color. And they've had top surgery, right? And so you can't tell. They're not in the same setting. They're not, you know, there's no obvious identifier. Um, so honestly, the first picture looks like an IU student. <laughs> Do you I, know them? No. There is an IU logo, and she's wearing an IU shirt, and she's holding a thing that says "Go Big Red Go," and it's a Bud Light uh, case. So this is not a child. I just blew her entire argument in the dust. Wow! <laughs> she, wow! She is at the football stadium. <laughs> so you know, she posts these pictures, and she uses them to to illustrate. And people who do not understand how pictures and things work, uh, apparently. Which is a lot of people. Uh, which is a lot of people. <laughs> they accept it because they, you know, it makes sense. That makes sense to them that there's, you know, this this strange cabal of 
folks who are trying to give children, which doesn't happen in trans healthcare. They don't no. do surgeries until I, you're 18. The, the, the paperwork, the stuff you have to go through to even get to that point of surgery, like the yeah. therapy and stuff you have to go through, the questions they ask. For a cis heteronormative person, those are very difficult questions to ask. Like, why do you feel you are this gender? What in your life makes you feel this? Like, very deep self-inspection questions that are not easy to process or go through. And nothing is done without the consent of the parents. Exactly. Nothing is, like, like done without uh, years of, of therapy. Mm-hmm. So you have nothing to have, permanent is done without years of therapy. Because you have doctors to be able to perform such a surgery. There has to be a reason, proof of a reason yeah, to yeah. justify doing it, they especially did. for insurance purposes. So you, And it's not an easy thing to get, quote unquote, justification on paper for. Like it takes years and it is an uphill battle. It's not like people are just deciding one day, Hey, I dare you to go do this, and someone goes and does it, like the, like getting a tattoo. But it is not as easy. But you know, these people don't have the information. Exactly. And do you know how they can get information like this? By tuning into WFHB. Yeah, totally. <laughs> if you haven't heard, we're doing the fall fun drive. Is it a fun drive or a fun drive? Both. It's, it's a both. fun drive. Yes, <laughs> I was right the first time. Yay. Uh. We have here some things that were sent by our uh, new regent, King. Um, King Justin. King Justin. And uh, Long Mahirin. And they are some, some blurbs. Shall we yeah. get into them? Because I like them. Yeah, they, so they do say I. Justin. Go ahead. <laughs> I am so thrilled to be on a show like Blooming Out on WFHB Community Radio. And we would not exist without generous contributions from our listeners. Blooming Out is one of the nation's longest-running LGBTQIA plus-focused radio shows. Think about that. One of the longest-running LGBTQIA plus radio shows in the nation. In the world, actually. Wow. I mean, you know. (laughs) That's pretty awesome, and we are pretty proud to be here. Now, we started nearly 20 years ago, back in 2003. I was two. <laughs> and we continue to thrive thanks to donations from people like you to make WFHB Community Radio. So please consider donating again this year. And if you never donated, now is the time. If you like us, if you like the news, events, people, and entertainment relevant to the LGBTQIA plus community, then please show us your support and appre- appreciation by donating to the community radio station that makes it all happen and has supported our cause for over 20 years, two decades. I am 21. <laughs> Keep saying that. I do get purposely to make Melody uncomfortable. <laughs> Okay, my bunions. (laughs) The easiest way to donate is to go to our website, wfhb.org, and click on the big red donate button. Button. (laughs) 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 And Freud wept. (laughs) Or you can call um, the radio station itself at 812-323-1200. What's that number again? 812-323-1200. Yes. 
And uh, we have somebody waiting for your call. It's not like you're just going to be calling in and like no. pressing buttons. We have somebody here to curate. Chama is there to curate your experience and help you through and give you the information you need in order to make your dollars go farther. Mm-hmm. Um, you can donate in one lump sum if you have it, if you don't, or if you would like to spread that out over the year. We appreciate that a whole lot. And it makes it easier to give more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a gift. Uh, if you want to, uh, if you want something in return other than our fabulous voices and all of the stuff that WFHB does in the community, uh, you can donate $240 in one lump sum, or you can donate $20 a month. And for that year, you get... A night, well, I mean, you get it to keep it forever, not just for the year. Yeah. But you get this uh, beautiful hoodie, and the design comes from Time and Tide Tattoo in Bloomington, and it's printed at uh, In Case of Emergency Press, which... So this is all local on all sides. <laughs> absolutely. So you are, you are investing in your community in multiple ways. And um, what ways will that happen here at the radio station? <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a new soundboard basically <laughs> okay that's what you're pointing at because you're like pointing at the phone too i was like no i was oh, just like all yeah, of yeah. this so yeah you so can't many see this here um and we've had some we've had some te- technical things uh going on at you you've probably heard yeah uh and what we really could use is some equipment mm-hmm. um please help us get new equipment you know we've got some reel to reels here uh, right behind me are a couple of turntables. Um, you know, we've got some CD players and stuff. And and we do have a flashy new system. Uh, but in between it all, feeding into, those all feed into uh, these mixing boards and stuff. And there is this lovely nest of wires back here. And they're all going through different adapters, and then they get—they're all tangled, and they're just covering into, you know, the entire the entire table, (laughs) right? Um, But we we would really dearly love uh, some fresh equipment, Uh, you know. We don't usually put out like calls for for that kind of stuff, but you know, hey, tell them you know I'm donating ten thousand dollars for a new board. (laughs) Just tell them that Blooming Out sent you. <laughs> right. I'm donating $10,000 to Blooming Out getting a new board. And we'll let everybody else use it. <laughs> we just have to paint it rainbow. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's get the gay board on. <laughs> the gay board on board. So, uh, yeah, that number again was? 812-323-1200. I have it memorized now. <laughs> and that's for Chama by name. Uh, you can also go to WFHB.org and smash that big red donate button. Huh. And back so to... So, other news. Um, Nora what? Roberts. <laughs> so, this good is news. good news. This is good. So, across the country, there's been uh, a movement to ban books, right? And that was started in schools, and then it started to go to public libraries. And because the public libraries were like, uh, no, we're not going to be banning books because mostly also the books were of a particular type. They were LGBTQ uh, oriented or uh, they, 
promoting uh, uh, critical race theory or quote quote critical race <laughs> theory. Yeah, it, those those have to be put in quotes. But so there's this promotion of uh, ideas that some people don't like. So in a few very red uh, towns, they've defunded their libraries, which means the libraries closed down. They're not receiving any municipal funds. And Nora Roberts, best-selling author. Yes, she donated $50,000 to keep these libraries open. Heck yes. Thank you. I mean, like, I, w- I bought those books from my mom was, like, going and get from, mm-hmm. and, you know, into the drugstore and <laughs> get some uh, of these books. And, and, like, to think that she would be, like, defending libraries. I mean, obviously, she would be one of them. But, like, I, I won't say that they were, you know, paperback novel, but they were paperback novel. I mean, you didn't buy the hardback of that. You didn't wait for the next one in the series to come out and complete your collection. Mm-hmm. But she is investing, you know, in her community. And other ways you can support your public library, and this sounds so weird, but go to your local library, pick up a bunch of books, and set them down for the library librarians to put away. Because they have to scan them so they ha- to mark where, that they were taken out. Mm-hmm. And so that gets put in the system as the library is being used. And the more the library is being used on paper, the more funding it gets. Nice. Because you can prove it's being used by the community. Right. So, so if you're the library, pull out a bunch of books. <laughs> you get books for your kids. Yes. You, know? um, you get books for yourself. Go back to reading. Reading is, is something that I wish that I had time to do more. And libraries do more than just the books. You can mm-hmm. get, um, you, you can rent so many different things from a library. So, so, sewing machines. Uh, what? Yeah. You can get sewing machines. You can do small appliances. You can get small yard work stuff sometimes. Um, they also have information to help you set up your internet. You can, oh, hotspots. You can rent hotspots from libraries. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff you can get from the library um wow what else can and then just within the library itself they have resources available to you mm-hmm. um to reach out through your community join clubs um get with support groups um if you want to get a certificate in some sort of education they can help you do that if you need help understanding some legal stuff they can help you get the resources to do that or put you in contact with someone who knows um librarians are incredibly smart they will help they you are. they have to do so much schoolwork <laughs> to get to be a librarian they like, actually never stop doing schoolwork and that a lot is of, their job a lot of librarians you have to get your master's so mm-hmm. like they had to go through a lot to get there. <laughs> so let them use their education to help you. And especially the Monroe County Public Library system. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are very good friends of LGBTQ folk. They are. Um, like, they are us, and <laughs> they they help us a lot. Um, there are a lot of groups that rent the rooms out. Um, the LGBTQ Center is going to be running one out on the 22nd, and that's going to be a monthly thing until we get our own spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, uh, and, you know, maybe even afterward, because uh, partnerships like that are great. But, like, 
seriously support your local library and don't let you know because these are these are the funding cutoffs the the bodies the government bodies that do that uh you know they have to hold public meetings like people need to be invested in their communities and in our more rural listening areas uh this this could be coming to us here um so pay attention and uh and be active because mm-hmm. we're we're heading into a season where we are going to have to be our own advocates again and we are going to have to be our own activists again and it's not going to be the uh party once once a year and <laughs> uh in the spring we're we're going to have to actually raise our fists and march around um because things are coming down and there is a concerted effort against our kids us and uh and even our mention in society i mean like these are books where at a public library where you know kids and adults who don't necessarily have access to the community that we have in bloomington uh they can go and they can read and they can learn and they can hope for a better future and they can make a better future uh from what they've learned and if that's not available there's hopelessness and that doesn't serve anyone um so it's part of the greater fight thank you nora roberts mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> support your libraries support support local stuff support local queer stuff like us <laughs> i'm great at these segues aren't i <laughs> you're just gonna do all the segues from now on <laughs> um uh speaking of books so there is a move there's a move going on for two publishers to uh join up i'm so mad about this penguin and simon and schuster they're going to create uh, uh penguin had 25 percent of the market uh in the united states and there are basically like five big publishers in the united states and they are the biggest they're going to be buying up simon and schuster unless uh some sort of you know antitrust uh uh case can be opened but um how that might affect lgbtq people is with the political uh attacks on libraries on books on uh you know schools they're worried that such a large company in a let's face it shrinking industry is uh are they're going to think of these authors these books this this subject matter as being too risky to publish, you know, as being something that uh, this large corporation is not going to want to sink their money into because what happens if, you know, there's, what was it, South Carolina tried to ban a book from being sold, um, Genderqueer was the name of the book, of from being sold in the state to anybody under 18. And it's actually for uh, preteens and, mm-hmm. and early teens kids so that people who are experiencing gender dysphoria can find themselves you know and could can see themselves represented um it has nothing to do with 
like what they're trying to say with the grooming argument is, is absolutely ridiculous, but, um, this is, it's just an attack on freedoms, attack on queer people and attack on basic information. This is the kind of thing that, you know, the Hirschfeld, uh, um, Institute that was, uh, ransacked and they burned all the books and you know everybody goes back to nazi germany but they are the most visible so if you aren't that privy on that knowledge the first book burning burning that the nazis partook in was a library of trans medical literature that was the first thing they burned when you see the pictures of the nazis with these huge piles of books burning the videos that's what it's from yeah. And they were studying human sexuality and and gender mm-hmm. back in the 20s. Yeah, if you didn't know, Weimar Germany, particularly Berlin, was like the queer capital mm-hmm. of the European continent. And the Nazis didn't like that because they liked a very certain brand of people. So. Well, we have... To, only a few minutes. We have to. Only a few minutes. We're going to do a last plug. This is a Justin as well. <laughs> Um, do you want to do that one or do you want me to do it? I can do it. Sure. All right. So it's that time again. It's the fun drive time at WFHB Community Radio. We hope that you've already donated. But if not, please do so now. If you enjoy our show, please let us know by helping us reach our goal. And Blooming Out is one of the nation's longest running radio shows. We have been on the air for almost 20 years and I'm 21. So that's a long time. <laughs> and we are so proud of that fact. And if you want to see us age even more beautifully, <laughs> please continue to donate to our local community radio station where you too can enjoy conversations, interviews, as well as entertainment, even fabulous history segments pertaining to the queer community. Click your ruby slippers together, let your browser take you home to WFHB.org and click on that big red donate button. It's big, it's red, and you can't miss it. And we also think it's kind of queer, even though it doesn't sparkle. Oh, it <laughs> could. We could do that. Yeah, let's make it sparkle. <laughs> Everybody call Cade. And, um... You can call the radio station. You can call the radio station. Yeah. <laughs> At 812-323-1200. Or WFHB.org. Org. And what do you do once you're there? You donate. Yeah. Make the button sparkly. The button has to sparkle. <laughs> At least for LGBTQ, well, LGBTQ uh, History Month, which is coming up here in yes. October. So you can call the phone number 812-323-1200 or go to the website wfhb.org to donate. And if you're poor like I am, I'll skip my coffee tomorrow. I'll make it at home, and I'll donate my money to WFHB Community Radio. And please continue to tune in every single week or stream anytime you want to hear our conversations, interviews across a diverse and beautiful spectrum of our community. We can't do this show without your support, so please continue to support us, and we will continue to be fabulous for at least another 20 years. Aww. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Justin, for that. Those were great. You forgot the part about the, uh, the avocado toast, though. You know? <laughs> We yeah, we're not allowed to eat avocado toast anymore. You got to right. use that money for WFHB too. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is I like I like this fun drive thing. We're uh, we've got another week of it, so you'll hear us next week too. Um, 
We are out of time, however. So, are you ready for the... Yes. ...to say goodbye? Okay, I'm sad, but I guess we have to. All right. Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio, produced by Melanie Davis and Cade Young. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Cal Demery. I'm Melanie Davis, and remember, if you think the world's straight, you're the problem. Be well, stay safe, speak truth, manifest equity, demand justice. Stop the hate, take the power back. Donate at WFHB.org. And good night from your Blooming Out family. Good night. Uh-huh.